Hey contractors, welcome to the Contractor's Playbook. I'm your host, Michael Gogan, and on this podcast, we will be talking with experts in the industry and getting real about their failures, successes, and lessons learned. I'll be joined in studio by our producer, Isaac Moore. Isaac, another great conversation. Uh, Joseph Hughes, Contractor Dynamics. Spend a ton of time talking with him about brands and marketing and how important it is to for you as a business owner to not only know what your brand is, but make sure that you get that message conveyed out to the world so that your market knows exactly what you guys deliver. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, if you think about uh, the roofing world or contracting places in general, right? There's not a lot of uh, maybe objective things in the industry that will make you set yourself apart from somebody. So I think what Joseph brings out here and how to differentiate your own company from the competition will be really valuable for our listeners here. Yeah. Great conversation. Uh, You guys are going to love it. Let's go ahead and jump in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor's Playbook. Got a a good guest with us today. One of my my buddies. We haven't seen each other for a while because COVID threw a wrench into the travel, but... We are joined today by Joseph Hughes of Contractor Dynamics. Joseph, thanks so much for jumping in with us. Yeah, man, super excited to uh, to catch up. It's been a while, Michael, and uh, it's always great to hear what you guys are up to at Company Cam. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so this is a this is a new iteration of our of our podcast. We're we're still just a few episodes in. We're young. And I think, don't quote me, but you might be the first actual non-contractor to join me. So I I got some unique questions that I want to, you know, spin your way. But before we jump into those, why don't you just give a quick overview of, you know, what you do in the industry and kind of your backstory, how you got to that position in, in contracting. Cool. Yeah. So I'll start with the, uh, the present day and kind of make it quick. So most roofing and contracting companies do not have a system for predictably and consistently generating their own customers. So what we do is we are a marketing training company. We train contracting companies on how to do marketing. So how to create video content, how to run ads on social media, how to build out funnels, how to basically build out a whole marketing system inside their business so that they can have more control over their ability to get customers, whether that means they're they're running that themselves forever, or if it means they're working with outside agencies or others to help them with some of the technical aspects, at their core, they have a system for generating their own customers. So yeah, we work with uh, roofing and contracting companies of all different sizes all over North America and uh, and companies that are that really understand like, hey, we're great at sales. Like we really have the sales thing down, but we really want to build that go-to brand. We want to be a top of mind company in our local market. And we want to do the marketing that's going to enable that. That's going to, you know, tee up those sales and fill our pipeline and increase our closing rate and things like that. So that's what we focus on a hundred percent. And I mean, to make the, the backstory kind of quick, I grew up in my family's construction business. So there's probably some family business members listening to this uh, this podcast. Uh, sixth generation family member in our in the family's business. It's 127 years old uh, this year. So I got to learn a lot, got to do a lot and everything like that. And uh, 
2012, it came time to, you know, I wanted to go out on my own and just, you know, try the old entrepreneurial thing on my own. And so I combined my, my background in the construction industry uh, over 15 years of experience with uh, the, the need I saw for, for companies to really, um, you know, build their brands and do marketing and, and uh, become that go-to company. So, yeah, we started in 2012 and uh, man, this industry is so big and so dynamic. I feel like we're still just scratching the surface. That's awesome. And I, I love the positioning in our podcast of this conversation because if you guys joined us last episode, uh, Dane Hansen with White Castle Roofing, we dove a ton into the fact that they've been around for a long time. They've built this brand that enables them to you know have a pipeline that's steady. They're not out door knocking. Um, they're not out chasing things. It's just kind of a continual flow in. Um and so from your experience, uh, obviously with your own contracting company, and then today talking to contractors all the time, where where does that building of a brand fall short? Or what are people doing that doesn't allow them to get to that brand that's just easily recognizable? Yeah, so I think it's uh, helpful to define brand. Uh, it can mean a bunch of different things to different people it could mean, you know, some people think it's a logo or your wrap truck or your yard signs or whatever. And those are all pieces of it. But really what a brand is, is when you have a brand, it's like people in your market know who you are and they have this, uh, they have this kind of, um, conclusion about who you are and what you represent and what type of work you do before they even interact with you on a personal level. So like, you know, who is White Castle Roofing? What do they stand for? Are they the quality guys? Are they the budget guys? Like, who are they? So brand, just building a brand is really just number one, getting people in your local market or markets to know who you are. And then from there, you can build that value and build that relationship and, uh, you know, and, and be positioned as the company that people think of when they have a problem, right? So if if it's a roofing company in Lincoln, Nebraska, well, if I'm a homeowner in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I have an issue with my roof or it's just old, I know it needs to be replaced. Like who are the two or three companies that I'm just thinking of automatically because I see them around, I see them online. Maybe my friends have worked with them. Maybe I've worked with them in the past. So in our experience, most contracting companies want to be on that short list, that top of mind company. So building a brand is, is getting to be, you know, getting that mind space in that, in that, you know, prospect's mind. Um, and so where do people fall short? I think most companies, and what we see is most companies are just trying to go out and generate a bunch of leads from people who have no idea who they are. And that's tough, right? When you buy leads or when you're paying like a marketing company or a Facebook ads guy or stud to, to generate leads for you, if you're not generating leads through your brand, in other words, if you're generating leads from people who have no idea who your company is, then you're still going to have to play the game. You know, that lead, that, that process, that sales process is still going to be an uphill battle because you're going to have to do a lot of work very quickly to take that lead from cold to sold. Your sales reps are going to get burned out because they're, you know, they're doing all that work. Uh, you're going to have a higher sales rep turnover. You're going to be competing on price more than you want. You're going to be losing out on jobs. The guy that just started up last month and has no idea what he's doing. And you're not going to make as much profit because you're competing on price. So, you know, when you're generating leads from people who don't know who you are, like there's this kind of domino effect that happens. 
Uh, but when you generate leads from people like who know who you are, they've seen your content, they see you around town, they see you, uh, they see your, your content on social media, then that's just a different conversation. Your closing rates can be higher. You have more profitable jobs. You're going to have higher sales, uh, sales team retention. You got a better culture and you're going to be able to reinvest back into your business and really build a company that, that you, you know, that you envisioned when you first started. So um, you know, I'm not going to be the guy that's sitting here telling you that marketing solves all the problems in a business because there's definitely different systems, but uh, it's, it's a domino that can have a really negative effect if you don't do it right, if you don't pay attention to it, or if you ignore it. And it can have a very positive effect if you are uh, committing to it consistently. I love the answer. I think I might have even got the cart slightly ahead of a horse with the question because hearing your answer... How often do you find that companies that you work with, because, you know, getting people to know who you are, like that, you know, that is your brand is like, how do I get people to know who I am? Uh, how often do you work with contractors that if you ask them, hey, who are you? They wouldn't even have a great answer as to like what their values are and what they deliver as a company. Um is that a common problem? Because to me, that's that's probably the most important thing is they've got to be able to say, hey, this is who we are. And now we need to reach out and get people to understand what that is. Yeah. So uh, I think what you're talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like, how do you stand out? How do you differentiate? Yeah. Or even just like, you know, what are your core values and what are your core beliefs as a company? Because, you know, White Castle, for instance, is uh, you know treating customers well and building quality product and craftsmanship and all of that stuff and standing behind it, you know, standing the test of time. I I think there's a lot of contract. Maybe I'm wrong in this, but I think there's a lot of contractors out there that if you said, "Hey, what what message do you want to get out to the world about your business? You know, what do you stand for?" that they wouldn't even have a good answer. And so it's pretty much impossible to get a brand message out there to your area if you don't have the answer yourself. Yeah, totally. And and I, I know that a lot of people listening to this might be like, well, hey, I'm a roofing contractor or I do, you know, lawns or something landscaping. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I'm installing the same shingles as the next guy and we use the same crews and, you know, the roof's going to look the same and we offer the same warranties and things like that. So it can definitely be challenging, you know, to say, Hey, how are we really different? But I think what helps is, is framing it in terms of like, you know, your core values are great, right? Your core values are maybe what's going to attract uh, team members, what's going to uh, build that culture, what's going to, you know, keep people working at your company uh, because you have that common vision, those core values. And that's great. Uh, core values, uh, they can translate out into marketing as long as as long as they're framed in terms of like what's in it for the customer, right? Because that's marketing is all about your market. It's not about you as a company owner or the sales rep or whatever. So your marketing is about your market. So think about what your ideal client needs to see or how they're making an, a, a purchasing decision. Like how are they choosing a roofing contractor? How are they choosing their landscaping contractor, their pool builder, whatever it is? And, you know, what people want obviously is, is the job, you know, done right the first time on, on time, on budget and all that good stuff. Like those are, those are givens, right? That's the, that's the cost of entry. 
Um, but what do they really want, right? They don't, they, they want a stress-free experience. They want something that, you know, it's not going to take a lot of time out from their busy lives. It's not going to take a lot of energy from them. It's a risk-free thing where, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily need to make the, like, they don't need to hire the best roofing company in Nebraska, but they want to make sure that they don't make a risky decision and hire someone that is not going to do a good job. That's going to cause issues down the road. So we can sit here all day as contractors and be like, yeah, we do it on time and on budget. We, you know, we don't cut corners, quality craftsmanship, you know, we, we have training and this, that, and the other thing. Um, but, you know, everyone can say those things. So, and we can get to it maybe, you know, later on this podcast, but like what marketing is about is about showing those things to your market. We're selling a service, right? So people can't, people can't test out a roof or they can't test out, you know, landscaping before they buy it. Uh, so we have to bring that kind of invisible service to the surface and show them what they're getting. And the best way to do that is to, you know, share photos, uh, share videos of what you're doing, tell stories about what you're doing. If, you know, if you mess up on a project or something goes sideways, then you document that and show your market how, Hey, these things happen once in a while. Uh, but here's what we do to fix them because we stand behind our work. So you can say that we stand behind our work, but if you can show that in terms of a story, a video or something like that, um, or if you can have a client talking about that situation, hey, you know, that this thing happened, there were some weather issues, but these guys were on top of it. They communicated and, you know, we finished a project, we feel great. So it's about, you know, showing your work. It's also about getting your customers to share their experiences via reviews testimonials and things like that. So those are all the pieces that go into kind of painting the picture of, Hey, we're, you know, we're a quality contractor. We're a risk-free uh, decision to make. There's no risk when you hire us. Um, and the way to, you know, the way to do that is to, again, show your work and, and show social proof. Yeah. I really like that because, you know, when you were talking right at the start of that answer about you know, hey, the next guy behind me, he sells the same shingles. He's got the same warranty. He's got he's got the same F three fifty that's lifted and got a just a different wrap on it. Like we're we're one and the same. I think what's important is because I'm a homeowner, I'm not a contractor. I probably couldn't tell you the difference if if both those contractors came and did the job. Like if I if that's all I had to go off of is the look of the finished product, there's probably not a lot of difference. And so in your eyes, is it important that obviously you do a great job because if you're not doing quality work, your brand's gonna suffer long run. But is it important that they you as a contractor leave that homeowner with something that's going to make them tell other people about you or that, like you said, differentiates yourself from that other guy. To me, it's not the quality of work you did. I'm not going to get up there and examine the product. I don't even know if you did a good job or not. But if you leave, you know, you leave my yard looking better than it was or, you know, you do something little that's I'm like, man, you know, you should use XYZ Roofing Company. Oh, why is that? Well, they did a great job. Like, I don't know if they did or not, but that's what people say. They did a great job, but then they actually like cleaned all of our gutters and they found 12 of our kids' uh, balls up in there. Or, you know, there was a screen in the back bedroom window on the second story that had a little hole in it. And we've been meaning to get it replaced forever, but just, you know, didn't get around to it. They just went ahead and did that for free. Like those little things that differentiate yourself. A, is, is that important? I assume it is. 
how do I get it to where people are like wanting to talk about those things? And how do I show that, you know, we are different than our competitor? And it, like you said, it's not the warranty. It's not the shingle, those kind of things. Yeah, great point. And hey, you're a homeowner. I am too. And so we know those things are important. Uh, we know we have those balls in the gutters and things like that. So uh, those little details um, certainly are are kind of story worthy when we're you know, telling people about the new roof we got or the new, you know, pool we got or whatever, those are little nuggets that we might share um, to be, you know, become that, that top of mind company. I think one of the things that that most contractors can do is improve on communication. And just think about, again, going back to your market, right? Everyone, every single person has had a bad experience with a contractor, okay? Whether it's, uh, you know, they did shoddy work, they didn't call back. They didn't show up when they said they were going to show up. The project took six weeks instead of two weeks. Like we've all been there and done that totally. So how can you how can you combat that? How can you kind of um, overcome that objection before you even have that conversation? And I think a lot of it comes down to the process, uh, showing people that you have, showing your market that you have a process. Like hey. We don't just do a roof inspection. Yeah, you know, we have a 12-point roof inspection. We're looking at these things. At the end of it, you get this report. Uh, if you're going to work with us, hey, here's the here's the process by which we work. You know, we do these things pre-construction. We do these things during the job. And this is kind of our closeout of the job. And we have this whole checklist that we go through that you're going to get at the end of the project. And that gives them the reassurance that, that you know you're doing. Uh, it's not your first rodeo. You're a professional. Um, and that that little stuff totally goes a long way. Um, one of my friends, one of my good friends is building or looking to build a pool uh, at his new house down in Texas. And he was getting a few quotes. And, uh, and we were actually at dinner a few weeks ago. And he's telling me about the whole process. And he's like, yeah, this, this, this one guy came in. He wasn't, the, he wasn't the lowest by any means or by any stretch. But what was cool is, you know, they, they had these emails and text messages go out uh, before the appointment, right? Hey, we're, uh, Nick, we're going to be there on Friday at 1230. You know, here's, uh, you know, here's who's coming to check out your, your property and, you know, talk with you. Email, text, text message reminder. After the appointment, another email, text message follow-up, uh, dripping out some value via email, um, and he's like, I know those things are automated, but it still just made me feel like this company has their act together. And, you know, for someone spending over, you know, six figures on a pool, like that's important. You want to, those little things are representations of the quality, right? So like, again, we can't test drive a, you know, a pool or a roof before we buy it. But like those little things go such a long way because they're indicators of quality. Um, and then when you do those things, um, you know, people, your customers will talk, you know, they're going to, they're going to talk about those things in their reviews um, because they're meaningful to them. So uh, it's, yeah, the big things, you know, the shingles that you're using, the warranties, the trucks, like that's, you know, pretty standard across the board, but it's those little things that make such a big difference that might seem inconsequential, but those are the things that that will really set you apart. Oh yeah. I love that. That's some good insight there on how to differentiate Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back with more from The Contractor's Playbook. This episode of The Contractor's Playbook is brought to you by CompanyCam. CompanyCam makes it easier than ever to communicate with your crew, document your jobs, and keep homeowners happy. The best part? It's now free for small teams. Check it out at companycam.com 
or in the Google Play or Apple App Store. And we're back with Joseph Hughes from Contractor Dynamics. Here is Michael Gogan. Yeah, that's a great example, too, because you failed to mention that 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 buddy of yours happens to be a contractor as well. And so not only is he like saying, like, this is great communication from a contractor, he's saying it from a contractor's perspective. And so I think that, you know, somebody that does it the right way and that's in the industry, recognizing somebody else doing it that way says a lot about that company. And you're dead on if, you know, it's probably a little thing, but yeah, it is automated and those kind of things, but they've taken the time to set that automation up and they've gone as far as saying, hey, this is important that we let our clients know these things. We want to make sure that they're in the loop, those kind of things. So um, I, I think it's extremely important. Yeah, go ahead. If I could add one thing there, think about, again, think about your market. Think about how we are all conditioned to, and in in how we make, you know, how we buy things, services, products. Think about Amazon. We know, we know where our package is. We can log into our, our app at any given time within 10 seconds. And we know exactly where our package is, you know, what's going on with it. Has it left the distribution center? Is it en route, you know, scheduled to be delivered by 9 PM. So like we, we expect those things, uh, whether it's Amazon, whether it's, you know, any other thing that we use, Uber, Lyft, you name it. Um, we're just, that's how those are our expectations as consumers. So, uh, you know, not that we have the, the budget of Amazon, but we can do a lot of those same things and keep our, keep our customer in the loop and just provide that, that experience. And, and really that's, that's so huge. Yeah, that's a great point because unfortunately we, we are living in an age where as you know, contractors, you are competing against the Amazons and the DoorDash and the Ubers of the world. And no, we don't have those budgets, but you got to figure out how can we, with the budget we do have, how can we communicate with our customers so that what they've come to expect because of Amazon, because everybody's ordered something from Amazon. They're like, oh, I can see exactly where it is when it's coming, all these details. Um, As far as like a social media presence goes, I want to just pivot slightly what can contractors be doing? Because I think that it's there's a lot out there, and I think that sometimes there's so much out there that they just freeze, and they're like, well, I know I need to be doing something. I, I, I've got a Facebook page, but I don't have a f- – you know, professional marketing team and I don't have a professional video and, you know, I don't have a full-time photographer. So like, I don't know what to be putting on my social media, Joseph. Like I have one, I know it's important, but I don't use it. What can contractors be doing that no matter the size of their company, that they can have success on social media? Yeah. It does. Size does not matter. Budget does not matter. It's really comes down to a will to, to make it happen and to do it consistently. So uh, we work with uh, several dozen contractors at any given time in our training program. We've worked with hundreds. And so I think what might be valuable to the audience is like what works, like the companies that are doing really well in social, building a brand, generating consistently. It's like, what are they doing? Uh, yes. You know, a lot of them are running ads, but it's not, it's it, running a, an ad funnel or something like that is not like the, the only strategy that you should be deploying. 
um, for anyone, whether you're a startup, whether you've been in business 20 years, anyone in contracting, like you have the material, like the, you have, you have projects that you're doing, right? Either estimates, inspections, quotes, actual projects. So like the visuals are already there. And hopefully you're using company cam to, to document your projects and share those with your market uh, at, at a bare minimum. But like, it's easy, you know, for a guy like me who runs a, a training company, I'm sitting behind a computer all day. So we have to like actually think about creating content and go to a video studio and travel, you know, travel over the country and get content that way. So it's a little bit more difficult, but we make it happen. Uh, but with contracting, it's like you have that stuff every day you're out on jobs every day you're you're seeing new things so just just get in the habit of every single day post what you're doing hey we're doing an inspection here we're, we're giving a quote to this homeowner who wants this pool who wants this base rent model you know here's some of the things that we're looking at here's some of the things that are popular that are very common right now um just you know talk about what you're doing it's it's about documenting what you're doing and if you can share that i you can so if you're if you're willing to do the work uh, to put in 15 minutes a day to just share what you're doing on a daily basis. What you're doing is you're just planting seeds constantly, right? So if you're going out there and you're going to post, you know, every day this week and then call me up and be like, Joe, I did what you said. And, you know, I'm not generating any leads. Well, it doesn't really happen like that. If you're running ads, it can happen like that. But when you're doing it organically on your Facebook or Instagram or your LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever it is, it's going to take time because you're planting those seeds um, but over time, you know, trusting the process, people are going to be seeing what you're doing and seeing that you're active in those neighborhoods in your local market. And again, when they're ready to to hire for your services, when they have an issue, when they have a need or a want, then you know you're going to be right there, top of mind. So just very simply, like the the companies that we work with that are doing really well, that have full pipelines, you know, as much as they want are the companies that have committed to the organic stuff like every single day and showing what they're doing. Um, and, and not just showing the projects, but showing the people behind those projects. You know, show the ownership, the leadership, your sales team, your project managers, your clients, the partners that you're working with, um, you know, show people. Uh, people do business with people. So don't forget about that part. Yeah, I love that. And it's got me, I feel like two years ago, I had you on something and we talked about my, my boys from Summit Lawn here locally and they, they do such a good job and they still do. Like I have never once paid them a dime, but I, I talk about them all the time. And in, in Nebraska, we had an unseasonably cool and wet spring. And so a lot of areas that didn't get a lot of direct or any direct sunlight started getting this like white powdery substance on our grass. And so I was worried about it as a homeowner. I was like, I'm going to lose my yard. Like I, I kind of like having a green, green yard. And he ran a video on what that white powdery substance is, what's causing it, why, you know, why it's there, why it's not a huge problem, but what you could do if you are concerned about it. And I I saw that and I was like, that's brilliant. Um, in your eyes, how important is that? Just like answering common questions or concerns that you get via phone digitally and even running running ads behind that where it's not a true like lead gen. It's not like, hey, call for a free quote today, but it's, 
hey, this is what's going on. If you want us to come take a look at it, yeah, we absolutely will. But in this case, don't worry about it. Like, you're probably going to be fine. Uh, how important is that in, you know, showing what you're doing and answering questions? Yeah, such a great point, Michael. The uh, That's the easiest way to, to produce content. I know a lot of people are, especially if you're not doing anything in social media wise or marketing wise, you might be sitting there like, okay, I get it. I get what these guys are talking about. Share content every day. Like, what do I say? You know, what do I, what I post? What do I do? The easiest thing to do is to keep a a running list. Like I use Google docs. So just have a Google doc that might be shareable within your company uh, with sales reps and whatnot, and just put on there, uh, keep a document of all the questions that you're getting from your market, from your prospects, from your clients, you know, from others in your BNI group or people that you see that know that you're professional and you own a company. What are those questions that you're getting? And just keep a document of those and then, you know, batch it out. So every month or every week, uh, set aside some time and go through and ideally create some videos. You can create like a one minute video, one, one to three minute video answering each one of those frequently asked questions and then distribute them on your website, on social media, on YouTube. And before you know it, you have this big library of knowledge. You're establishing yourself as the authority, as the expert. Um, you know, you mentioned Summit Lawns. You've never given them money, but those guys are an authority. And if you are in the market for their services, then I'm sure you're going to give them a call or you're going to recommend them to your local, you know, local buddies. Uh, so that's that's the the easiest way to establish yourself as an authority to build trust uh, because you're actually showing people that you can help them by, by helping them. You're providing value in advance. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a dead simple strategy that, that anyone can use. That's what we do. You know, all my content comes from questions that we get going to events with prospects on the phone, webinars, Facebook lives and everything like that. I just take those questions and turn them into little videos and pieces of content. And um, you know, that's, that's a simple thing to do. And you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to build out a whole content library at once. But if we're talking about, you know, doing two a week for the next year, well, there you go. You got a hundred little videos that are out there that you've got, you know, you, you've got a whole FAQ library. Um, you can use those so many places. Like I said, your website, social media, YouTube, you can drip those out in your, your email, uh, you know, newsletters and things that you're sending to your market. So um, yeah, I wish more people would, would do that, um, do that strategy. You know, it, it might be daunting, but once you, once you get into a rhythm, it's just, you know, it's something that you do that becomes part of what you do. Yeah. It's as a, as a homeowner, it's, it's so valuable to like, like you said, when the time comes that, you know, we move into a bigger house and I get too busy to be able to mow my yard. Summit Lawn, like, I'm not even going to go to Google and search. Like, they're just, they're, that's who I'm calling because they've done so much already in building that brand in my mind that I'm like, ah, these guys know what they're doing. Like, they've got every question I have as a homeowner already answered for me. I don't even have to reach out to them. It's just they make it available for me. Um, one thing I like to always end with is a question about, you know, how you approach things or how you would have done things differently. And it's going to be a unique one for you because you've got the contracting background, but then you're also working with contractors on a daily basis. And so I think of like, hey, we're on the contractor's playbook here and we're talking, essentially you are 
a coach or even just a teacher of coaches? Like, cause I, I think you have to have somebody internally that's dedicated to marketing and what better place for them to go and learn than, you know, your courses, go talk to Joseph, learn about it. And then now you are the coach on your team to make sure that that gets done. So from your perspective, and you can go either personally or clients that you've worked with. What's something that you or you know you wish your clients would do sooner, or something that it's like, man, if only I knew about this little nugget ten years ago, I would be so much better off today. Yeah, so I, I want to answer this in. Uh, in a way that doesn't seem self-serving because we are a training kind of coaching company, but you know, whether it's personal for me, uh, business for me, or, you know, what I see with, with roofing companies and clients that we work with, it's, it's really just don't try to, don't try to succeed on trial and error and figuring out everything on your own. Um, get around those who are, you know, where you want to be, who have been there and done that, you can leverage their experience. You can minimize, you're not going to eliminate mistakes, but you can minimize some of those mistakes, shorten that learning curve, compress time, and, and really just grow, you know, improve and grow with more certainty. Uh, I started in 2012 and I didn't do that. Uh, you know, the first few years, it was just kind of trial and error. And it was a struggle, honestly. It was, uh, we, you know, just, it was a struggle. It was uncertainty. It was, you know, not making a ton of money. And um, I, I got, you know, I learned to get in masterminds and, and work with mentors and, you know, brought on a business partner that was a little bit more experienced for a while. And uh, those things, you know, life is short and we don't have, we don't have enough time to make all the mistakes we need to make alone to get to where we want to go. So, you know, get around people who are where you want to be. You might think your business is unique. And I did for a while. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not right. There's very, there's other similar businesses, people that have already figured it out. So, so learn from those people, you know, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales training, whether it's learning how to do the, you know, your financials of your business, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's training for a marathon or a triathlon or losing weight, uh, things like that. Um, you know, not only do you get the benefit of, of learning from people who have been there and done that, but if you get in the right group, and the right, you know, situation, you get that additional accountability too, which, you know, we all need at some level. So I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, I've been around roofing companies that, you know, that, that have been in business for five, 10 years, and they're just still trying to break through to that, you know, maybe one or 2 million mark. And then there's other companies that, um, you know, they start out and they get around the right people and they, they break through that one or 2 million mark within a couple months, literally. Um, I have a good friend who just started up less than three months ago and he's, you know, killing it, um, because he got around the right people and the right groups and he's not trying to figure out, figure it out on his own. So, uh, I think that's the biggest thing, whether it's personal, professional, um, yeah, I, am a huge believer in that. Yeah. I love that answer. Learn from other people's failures and in the marketing world, I just want to end with this. You have to you have to fail once in a while. Is that a safe statement? Like I think so many people are are so scared of failing that they don't ever try certain things. And there's no like, you know, silver bullet in the marketing world. Like what works in one uh 
area may not work the same in another area, but you've got to continually try those different things, evolve, you know, tweak things, fine tune it, and get that to where your marketing is, you know, kind of working as a fine tuned machine. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to, to sales. It's like, you, you got to try to be unemotional about it. Okay. I had a, had a bad sales meeting, a bad sales call. Didn't get the sale. Didn't go my way. All right. Well, let's look at that. You know, if it's a sales call, let's get the recording. Let's go through that. Let's see what's going on. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, um, I'm not afraid to admit that as a marketing training company owner, most of your marketing is not going to work the first time. I was just working with one of our clients today in, uh, out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a uh, commercial roofing company, and they've been running some Facebook ads. They're in our training program. They've been running some Facebook ads for, for a couple of weeks and they haven't generated um, any appointments or sales. And, uh, and so we jumped in there and, and it's like, okay, well, let's diagnose what's going on. Let's look at the data. Uh, let's see what the data is telling us. And then let's look at, you know, different things. Like in this case, it's like, let's look at your video. Let's look at your headline. Let's look at your landing page. And uh, sure enough, there are things that need to be tweaked in each one of those areas. And so it's like, hey, here's your, here's your, uh, here's your action plan. Go make these changes. And then let's talk next week and see what's going on. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, that's the, most marketers are not going to tell you that, I guess. Um, but it's a matter of like, and that's why education is huge because if you run an ad or, you know, you do something marketing wise and it's not working, you don't know how to diagnose it, then you're never, you're just going to throw your hands up and be like, ah, this marketing stuff doesn't work. Well, it works. Like if it, if it works for other people, it works. You just haven't figured it out to make it work for you. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's iteration, it's getting the data, it's, you know, that's what's cool about ads. You get a ton of data and you can see what your market engages with, what they don't engage with um, and make decisions based on that instead of just, oh, you know, I don't know. It just didn't work. I'm just going to give it up. So, yeah, marketing is testing for sure. Yep. I love it. Test, test, test. Learn from others. I think if you do those two things, you're going to be in good shape uh, with your marketing. So, Joseph, appreciate your time as always. Uh, great having you on. Great content. Uh, those of you listening, uh, really appreciate you. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Absolutely. Thanks again, Joseph Hughes from Contractor Dynamics for jumping in with us today on the Contractor's Playbook. Big thanks to all you listening to us out there. We are excited to bring some more content to you very soon. And for Gogan and myself, see you next time.